I've got the sparse, the sickness, there's the twins in my brain. Mathieu van der Poel, Fem van Empel, Tibor del Grosso, Zoe Bakstedt, Stefano Vietzi, and Celia Giri. They all get to wear the beautiful cyclocross rainbow jersey for one season. Pension was definitely not the keyword we will remember of these world championships in Tabor, but we enjoyed a weekend of racing, at least I did. Welcome to a new episode of Cross is Boss. Welcome to you as well, Dieter. Did these world championships meet your expectations? I thought it would be uh, a bit more exciting, to be honest. Um, the course was also way tougher than uh, we expected because everybody said that it was going to be dry, but it turned out to be not so dry. The course was very tough. I think the men uh, even just averaged 20 kilometers an hour. So uh, that says enough. Before the start of this weekend, I was quite sad that there wasn't any snow. That is, it was... Um, before we were sad that it was going to be a fast course, but it wasn't fast. It was muddy, as you mentioned. Um, now I was pretty sad it was muddy, in fact, because we didn't see any close races at all. Yeah, exactly. That's the the first thing I sent into the uh, close group chat we have with with Domestique when it was muddy that it, this wasn't good for the for the men's elite race uh, because yeah, Van der Poel can put his power down even more. You were even doubting to record this one yeah there yeah there isn't <laughs> super super much to to talk about to be honest because yeah all races but uh, uh women junior race was already decided after like one lap so yeah which race was the best one for you yeah if you count mixed relay mixed relay and otherwise uh, women junior okay um let's dive into the men elite race and Mathieu van der Poel just got his sixth world title. And the most special thing we can mention is that the fact he honored his Kenyan bike at the finish line. But after all, yeah, he was from the very first second uh, in the lead until the very last one. In the first lap, he attacked. In fact, did he even attack? <laughs> <laughs> he just pushed the pedals. Let's uh, keep it that way. Is Mathieu van der Poel the cyclocross rider of this season for you? Yeah, to be honest, yes. He rode quite good amount of races and the way he won uh, every one of them. But Benidormer crashed. Yeah, I can't name Iserbiet. No? The, the man of the season, if you see how he gets destroyed by van der Poel each race. So yeah, van der Poel is the one. All right. Um, still, Ili Iserbit won World Cup, Super Prestige, a Belgian national title. He raced from the very first to the very last uh, race this season. But still, Van der Poel was just extraordinary for you. If Van der Poel rode like five, six races, it would be a different story, but he won like 15. So, yeah. It's weird and sad to say at the same time, but should we hope Mathieu van der Poel won't be in cyclocross next season? Or we hope Van Aert is, is back. It's, He's uh, taking it seriously. <laughs> one of one of both. <laughs> yeah, because what we witnessed this season and, and today as well, that's that's just sad to see. You already you already know Mathieu van der Poel is going to win, even if he has a mechanical or something like that. He always has the chance to get back. He's just too strong and that makes it not interesting at all 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, even for second place, it wasn't really close. Joris Nieuwenhuis was from the very first lap also in second place and finished there. Yeah. Um, was that expected? I was was above expectations to be honest. He was even very close to to Van der Poel for uh, for a pretty long duration. So it was was a very impressive race. Like if Van der Poel flatted, he had a problem because Joris uh, stayed pretty close to him. So it was very impressive. In our preview, we were talking about foreign riders. So riders that aren't Dutch or or Belgian um, getting into top 10. After all, it was uh, Michael Boros. He was sixth, I think. Seventh, I think. Six or seven, but still. It's quite Very impressive. But uh, I know he's a a Czech rider, obviously. But apparently he was born in Tabach and still lives there. So that's, that's amazing. What about your Swiss friend? Yeah, he was in fourth position, so he was had a very good start, and then uh, I think his uh, derrière broke. So yeah, that's that's his rear neck broke. Timo yeah. um, for people who didn't listen to the preview. And uh, this morning I, I texted you, Joran Wiesure top five. Why not? Um, the the course was muddy. Uh, you needed a lot of power, and Wiesure has it in him. But he left. He finished in 11th place. Man, what a disappointment! Yeah, very bad start to begin with, uh, and then maybe yeah, he collapsed a bit under pressure. I also sent back to you um, that I didn't think it would happen because a lot of the um, yeah, everyone wants to ride a good race today. That's a bit bit different with a, with a random XTO trophy um, um, race, which was already decided. So yeah, it's. Very hard to finish top five on a, on a world championship. In the women elite category and the men under 23, and there was a Dutch party as well. Uh, the women top three was completely Dutch with uh, Van Van Empel, Lucinda Brown and Puk Pietersen. Um, like Mathieu van der Poel, Van Empel attacked in lap one as well. Uh, she's now the youngest double world champion in the women elite category ever. How impressive is that? Yeah, very. Um, like she... It seemed like she didn't even suffer. Like I didn't see her suffer, um, so she probably did. But like she's like like a robot. So that's yeah. She was going to uh, she's going to ride uh, Gent Wevelkem and Ronde van Vlaanderen. Exactly. Uh, that's going to be more of a challenge for her. So I'm very curious to uh, to see that. She wants to be in the mix in the finals. There. Do you think she's already able to do so? Because last season she did some road races as well, but that wasn't really impressive in my opinion. Hmm. It's pretty impressive. I think also like very climbing courses. Uh, if we look at how Sharon van Androoy wrote uh, Ronde van Vlaanderen last year, I think Van van Empel can do at least as good. Um, so uh, yeah, she, she can compete there. I think yeah. I'd expected her to to go to the Ardennes races, uh, Liège for instance, but Gent Wevelgem. Is not really that hilly, right? It's Camelback, no, yes, true. but it's I, for now. I don't see the match between Hadrewelham and uh, Van Van Empel. She's also she has a lot of power. Also on the flat, she's she's very fast in the sprint too. Um, so yeah, she isn't very muscular, but not a lot of women are. So uh, she's also pretty tall. So I think she has the power for uh, for a race like Hadrewelham. The races we saw. Uh, this weekend made it very difficult for me to prepare 
uh, this podcast episode. There's not really a lot to talk about. But for the women elite race, um, I want to mention Laura Verdonschot, who finished mm-hmm. in fifth place after a nice catch-up race. Um, she really made a step forward this cyclocross season. Yeah, exactly. And Tabor definitely in a condition it was in was totally wasn't the course for her. So very, very impressive to be honest. Yeah. On to the men under 23. Um, we mentioned three names as the big favorites. So we had Thibaut Del Grosso as the main favorite and two rivals, Emil Verstringe and Jente Michels. Those are also the three names that ended up on the podium. Um, but the most spectacular thing about that race was maybe the American who crashed in the very first off-road meters and destroyed yeah. the races of a lot of guys. Yeah. Imagine imagine going to Tabor um, with the hope for a top five or something like that and then you're stuck behind a crashing American. Dream is gone. Yeah, but and it wasn't a, a bad American to win us because um, the crash was um, pretty much in, in front. Also because the American Andrew Strohmeyer had a very good starting position because he's also a very good rider. Um, so yeah, things like that yeah can happen sadly. Should Emil Verstringen be dis- disappointed with the second place? I did everything I could. I think Thibaut de Grosso was just. Yeah, a lot better. Um, I didn't expect Del Grosso to be a lot better on the on the course, uh, on the stage, the states uh, Tabor was in. Um, so yeah, very impressive. And I don't think Verstring has, yeah, something to be said about. He did everything he could. Exactly. Zoe Bachstedt. After all, <laughs> that's not a surprise. Um, it's her fifth world title at the age of 19 which is an incredible stat. Um, she has two road world titles, two cyclocross titles, one individual time trial title, and you're 19. Come on. When I yeah. think about what what was I doing at the age of 19? Drinking uh, beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoying my first beers. <laughs> uh, Mighty Schreiber is the name we mentioned in the preview um mm-hmm. as one of her biggest rivals but a fifth place is quite disappointing i remember i said her problem the problem of Marie schreiber is she always goes too fast too early in the race and yeah same case yeah she was very good in, in hogerheide to be honest she broke through the bad start there so she was very disappointing um in in Tabor, i think uh yeah, a lot, a lot went went wrong there. I think she also made a lot of mistakes. She shouldn't finish uh, behind Simonova and Menfeld. Like all respect for those riders, but Schreiber is someone who finishes top five uh, in the elite uh, category. So yeah, that's a very bad race uh, for her to be honest. You already mentioned it. Um, the most exciting race was on Friday, the mixed relay. That was also the race we were joking about in our preview, (laughs) that we don't really like the concept. But it was a cool race after all. Yeah, to be honest, I had had fun watching it, uh, not going to lie. Do you think the categories should race each other in that mixed relay instead of mixing all categories? Yeah, it can't be fun for uh, for Zoe Buckstedt, who did a very good lap time. It seems it seemed like she was going backwards, but she did the, one of the fastest lap times of, of I all. I think women. she was the so, yeah. the only woman at the start line as the first rider, so mm-hmm. she raced exactly. against uh, men and boys. 
Um, and as you say, she seemed to lose a lot of time, but after all, I think she did an amazing job. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's yeah, not not fun. Yeah, maybe it's that can't be fun for uh, for uh, for women to yeah go through that. So just maybe like with um, yeah running, it's also like the categories um, who have to run are set. Maybe it's an idea to do that in, in cyclocross too. What were your first thoughts when Cameron Mason uh, raced against Aubin Sparfell? Yeah, to be honest, um, Sparfell is that kind of guy um, who is very small but very punchy. And we all know that Mason is everything but punchy. So when he was going to the line with Sparfell, I had, I had the feeling, yeah, this this good and pretty bad for, <laughs> for Cameron Mason. Um. Before Mason started his lap, I thought, yeah, this is easy peasy lemon squeezy for him. He's just going to catch uh, Sparfell and drop him. But that wasn't the case after all. So I thought, then Cameron, what, what's going on here? You you have a bad day. But after the race, uh, Mason had the best time lap. Yeah, the thing is with those men juniors, they can ride pretty hard for a short duration. So for one lap, they can go pretty hard and i also said because i was i was already looking at the, at the lap times everybody was saying oh mason had this and that but yeah he, he wrote the the fastest lap time of of the whole race um so yeah he didn't he didn't do anything bad uh to be honest uh and Ake wrote a very very bad lap time for great britain that's and where the, that's the race where was lost for them yeah exactly Dieter, um I already mentioned I don't have a lot of bullet points on my sheet, um, but this is the very last Crosses Boss episode of this season. Um, are you going to miss it? Yeah, I am to be honest. It's, it's a bit double, of course, because yeah, like in three weeks, Omlopet News Blood is already there, so we won't be thinking about Cyclocross too much, to be honest. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a, a fun podcast to do. Would you be open for a second edition next Cyclocross season? Definitely, I don't even need to think about that. Okay, Dieter, is there anything else you would like to mention about the World Championships in Tabor? No, don't think so. It's going to be a quick edit for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's episode and for the season, the first season of Domestics Crosses Boss. Our focus switches now entirely to road cycling. Uh, we'll be back soon with the Domestic Cycling Podcast and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much for listening. Ciao. Bye-bye. I've got the spas to see.